Welcome to the Big Heart Business Show. My name is Carrie Shepard, business strategist, philanthropist, and believer. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs be more, do more, and give more beyond their business, and to do it with more heart and less hustle. Each week on the show, I'll be here with a message or interview from a powerhouse entrepreneur that has built their business by giving back. Together, we will inspire you, fuel you, and get you going with simple action steps and strategies to grow your purpose-driven business. Our philosophy here is that we can change the world one big heart business at a time. Let's get started. This is episode number 14 of the Big Heart Business Show, and today I have the pleasure of meeting with Kelly Roach. Kelly is a former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive, where Kelly was promoted seven times in eight years. She brings a powerful combination of proven and profitable business growth strategies, coupled with the mindset, wellness, and productivity practices required to help entrepreneurs build a profitable business around a life they absolutely love. Kelly's passion and purpose is for helping entrepreneurs around the world achieve exponential profits, sales, and income growth. Man, Kelly, that is quite the combination, and I am excited to hear more about your journey from cheerleader to executive, now to coach. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. I'm really excited to be here and uh, can't wait to connect with you and, and share with the audience. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'd love to hear and have give you an opportunity to share kind of more of the behind the scenes of what your journey has looked like to get you to where you are today. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's it's been a fun journey. It's been a crazy journey. Um, it's had lots of high highs and lots of low lows, um, as any career journey does. But, you know, for me, it, it really started back in my childhood. You know, I, I grew up in a great family, an amazing family, but a family that struggled financially. And, you know, we had to rely on a lot of people for help. Um, you know, we had to be in maybe some, some, I always say, like kind of compromised situations that maybe I didn't want to be in growing up. And, you know, it, it implanted a mindset in me in a, at a really young age, like, hey, I want to take control of my life. I want to take control of my destiny. I don't want to feel this struggle again. Because, you know, what I always teach my clients is, there's a lot of different kinds of struggle in life, right? Like someone can unexpectedly get in a car accident that wasn't their fault. Or you can wake up one day and find out someone that you're, you know, dearly in love with has cancer. There's all kinds of challenges in life that are not controllable and that there's nothing that you can do to change or prevent. However, your financial position in life is something that you have absolute control over. And the greater your financial position in life, the more people you can help, the more people you can impact, the bigger difference you can make. And so for me, um, starting there, Carrie, is where I realized I want to take control of my financial situation. I was working three jobs starting from when I was like 12 years old. Um, you know, I always loved performing and dancing and cheerleading and when I got to college, I was working three jobs. I chose the school that I went to because it was where I was going to be in the least amount of debt when I graduated, right? And it just so happened that that school didn't have a great dance team or cheerleading program. And I wanted to keep challenging myself. I wanted to keep growing. So I said, hey, you know, why not? audition for the Philadelphia Eagles. I can keep doing both. I can get paid to do it. It can be one of my like 18 jobs that I'm doing while I'm in school. 
<laughs> so I did that. It was a ton of fun. And then when I graduated, I was like, okay, I'm a comm major. Let me go out and figure out how I can use my personality to make connections with people and to build a great, great career and um, have financial success. And so I did that. I joined the Fortune 500. And, you know, as you shared already, you know, I was promoted seven times in eight years. But it was really one of those situations, Carrie, where I ran to the mountain as fast as I possibly could. And then I got to the top of the mountain and I looked around and I'm like, I think I climbed the wrong mountain. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That happens mm -hmm. in life sometimes, right? But for me, I knew that I wanted to have a life of purpose and impact and fulfillment. I wanted to touch people. I wanted to build real connection. I wanted to make a lot of money, but I also wanted to have the time to spend it. And in that situation, I wasn't able to. And so the thing that had gotten me promoted all of those times was helping people learn sales. It was helping people learn marketing, how to have confidence and believe in themselves, how to price their business the right way, you know, how to, how to do business and do it well. And so I said, okay, this is my passion. This is what I'm the best at. Now, who are the people that if I helped learn that skill, it would impact them. It would change their life. It would impact their family. And it would have a ripple effect in our economy. And that's small business owners. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I made it to today and, and what I'm doing now with Kelly Roach Coaching. That was a long explanation, but a little bit of context to me. Yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, thank you for that. And thank you for sharing even kind of the, the foundation of what propelled you into doing, you know, the different kind of iterations of, of where you've been. And I think that's such a, a great point that you make in regards to, you know, really kind of matching what it is that you're really good with and your purpose. What do you what do you feel like the importance of really having a purpose driven business and is and what does that mean to you? I mean, obviously, you're it sounds like you found that for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, I can honestly say I, I jump out of bed every morning so passionate about my life and so passionate about what I'm doing because Every dollar that one of my clients makes, every little ounce that they grow their business by, um, it's not just a, a client making money. It's Susie gets to go to dance lessons now. My kids don't have to be in daycare anymore. We get to take a vacation when we didn't get to for the last five years. Um, it, it's those those life things that I know someone's life is now changed. And to go to your question, Carrie, you said, you know, what's the importance of a purpose-driven business and, and what role does that play? You know, I, I think the most important thing in business is really becoming self-aware and knowing yourself and understanding what is my purpose for being on the planet? Why am I here? Why am I here? And, you know, I think a lot of times, Carrie, we reach for that and we're kind of like thinking that it needs to be this like ornate, crazy thing that's different from our everyday existence. When I think a lot of times it like sits square right in front of us, like, what are you naturally really good at? Like, what do people already come to you for all the time? What are the things that, it, you know, you would enjoy doing whether you got paid or not? You know, look at what those things are and where that true talent lies. And then go figure out how can I help as many people as I possibly can to get what they want in that realm of existence. And when you match your passion with helping people, you you become completely unstoppable. And that's why I love working with entrepreneurs to grow their business. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I, I wonder if you find this to be the same thing as I find with a lot of my clients is that something that they're so uniquely good at, they kind of minimize that, you know, it's easy for everybody else. And so they kind of don't look at it as an opportunity to start a business. It sounds like you resonate with that as well for your clients. 
So much. And, you know, I think part of our job as as coaches is to help our clients see, again, you don't need to reach. It's right there. Don't minimize your past. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs out there make is they minimize their past and they don't lean on everything that they've done, everything that they've gone through, everything that they've experienced up until now. All of those things is is what led you to becoming the person that can now help people in the way that you are destined to. For me, for example, my Fortune 500 experience, I, I get so upset when I hear people like really like bash their corporate experience or talk about their past jobs in a negative light. The only reason why I'm able to help people the way that I am is that I spent a decade teaching, coaching, training, working with hundreds of people and becoming an expert at what I do. If I were to say, oh, you know, put that aside, that, you know, is nothing. Well, then I would be a fraud because that's how I learn what it is that I do to help people. And so it doesn't matter. There may be so many people listening that are like, but I'm not in the business world or I wasn't working in the business world. How do I help people? Look at your past life. Look at the past experiences that you've had. Many times it's your personal journey of struggles that you've gone through that are the things that are going to be most helpful to people. And that's why I'm very upfront and honest. I wrote about in my book how we struggled financially. We were on the poverty line. You know, I, I was getting free lunches in school and how the, the, you know, person ripped open the envelope in front of everybody in line. And I was exposed for turning in envelopes that didn't have any money in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I share that. That story, because that pain and that vulnerability is what led me to, one, decide I never wanted to experience that again, and then, two, dedicate my entire life to helping other people to not have to experience that. So whatever pain you have stored up inside, you went through that because it was preparing you to help someone else be able to not only endure that, but overcome it and make it to the other side. Mm. That's great. Yeah. Just giving people permission for that vulnerability and to share, because I think so often and we were kind of chatting about this before we press record, but that entrepreneurs feel like they've got to have it all together and look so perfect. And like, you know, we I don't know, um, you know, rainbows and butterflies are around us all the time. Um, I think when you can share a story like that, it makes you human. I mean, it gives somebody a connection to you and and really speaks to the heart of why you do what it is that you do. So I love that. Yeah. And and it's so important. You know, I when I first started my business, I tried so hard to be perfect. When I was new and I was just getting started, I was so afraid of being exposed for being, you know, in the beginning stages or, you know, of the failures that I went through to go to the successes. And now that I actually am successful as an entrepreneur, I I realize like, that's so stupid. It's the failures that you learn from. And, and it's being, it's, it's sharing of yourself and giving of yourself that allows people to connect with you and, and allows them to build that sense of trust and affinity with you. And I told you, obviously, like before we got on, I was a hot mess. I, I missed the first interview because I was on Skype instead of Zoom. I'll just I'll, I'll like, oh. excuse myself here for just a second. Um, was in the wrong place for the interview. Then I didn't know today was video. I'm a hot mess. I'm sweating. That's why my hair's up. And you were so gracious and so kind. But, you know, the entrepreneur life, you know, it, it's hustle. It's fast moving. You make mistakes every single day. That's how you learn. And for me, the big tipping point in my business really exploding and growing was me getting okay with failure. And so it's so much to your point, Carrie, is like, you know, be imperfect, share of yourself, because 
when you put that barrier up of, of that perfection, which is none of us are perfect and none of us are ever going to be, then you're putting a barrier between yourself and the people that you want to help. When you take down those barriers and you allow yourself to be human, people can feel you. They can connect with you. They can, they can understand you and, and, and make a decision about if you're the person meant to be their next guide in whatever, you know, realm that that's going to be. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, kind of as we're kind of talking, so once somebody kind of figures out their purpose and they figured out, you know, how they can serve in the big, in a big way, and they're stepping in to creating this purpose driven business, what are some of the things that you see entrepreneurs kind of hold them back or, or stumbling blocks? I know obviously we've kind of laid the foundation of being vulnerable and being transparent, but beyond yeah. that, um, what do you feel like are some of the things um, that you see with your clients? Yeah. So, so there's a couple big things that I think are trends that I see over and over again across all different industries, across all different types of entrepreneurial spaces that people are in. And, and, you know, two different ones, you know, so one is putting the cart before the horse. And, you know, I, I like to talk about the difference between strategy and tactics, right? And, you know, you can have a, a tactic that you copy and paste exactly from someone who's where you want to be. And you can go implement that tactic and get zero result. And, you know, in when you put that tactic before the strategy and you haven't done the work to build up to being ready to execute that tactic, the tactic is irrelevant. And so, like, what do I mean by that? Just to be a little bit more specific so that people can understand, you know, Right now, for example, in the online space, webinars are really big, right? And I myself love webinars, and I use them, and they're one of our biggest revenue-generating sources. But it took me almost, I'm going to say, three, four years to get to the point where I consistently close people on my webinars, in my follow-up sequence, you know, and that those are a revenue generation source for me. And why was that? Webinar the tactic in and of itself can only be successful if you have an engaged audience and you have traffic that you are using ads or a robust email list that you're building and you're engaging and you're constantly investing in that you're driving into that webinar. So everybody wants to do the webinar and make the sales, but they haven't spent the three to five years building up the audience and growing their list and engaging that audience so that when they do the webinar, there's people that are interested in their product or program and ready to buy, right? Mm -hmm. And so don't put the cart before the horse. Get out there. Be of value. Be of service. You know, we all have access to a cell phone now. So there's not a single entrepreneur on the planet that has an excuse for not building their audience every single day, building their email list, because we have live streaming. And if there's one thing that's the, it's the easiest tactic, it's free, it's accessible, it's available to all, and it's one of the best, most powerful strategies of today to build your business. And we all have access to this, and it's a choice every single day. Are you going to hide behind the computer? Are you going to flip on the camera and do something to make a difference? So if you make the choice every day, I'm going to do something to make a difference, I'm going to go out there and serve, I'm going to put myself out there, then you're going to build a list, you're going to have people that want to buy from you, and then when you go to implement all those great tactics, you will be in a position for those tactics to actually pay off. So build your audience, be of service, focus on list building from day one, add massive value for free, and then you will see the return on investment and the sales that come from that. And, you know, just to to add one thing on that, Carrie, and I know that was kind of a a long explanation, but I want to give detail and context to what I'm saying. 
I see so many times people wanting to get a return on investment before they've made the investment. Mm-hmm. And so whether you invest in the stocks or you're into real estate or you're into keeping money in cash and putting it in the bank, we all know that you're not going to get the investment if you haven't made the investment itself yet. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes in the business world, we expect things to go the opposite. I'll invest in my business when my business does X, Y, Z. I'll hire an assistant, right? I'll pay for Facebook ads. I'll get a coach. I'll join a program when my business does X, Y, Z for me. But yet we haven't. And, and, and the example I always like to give to make it really simple for everyone listening is think about it like a car. You're going to say, when my car takes me to California, I'll put some gas in it once we get there. <laughs> You can't treat your business like that. And so I think that's the mistake I keep seeing people making because with the Internet and with all this accessibility to what we see as available to us, that instant gratification desire creeps in. And that's not how it works. Those people, myself included, you included, all the people that we are watching and listening to online Think about how long and hard you worked to get to that success that people are now seeing of you, that they're saying, oh, I want to do what Carrie's doing. Let me put up, you know, X, Y, Z ad or whatever it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Yeah, I think, you know, expecting overnight results. And I think, unfortunately, you know, sometimes in the Internet, you know, Internet marketing space, it it does look like people kind of come out of nowhere and they they just pop. But you yeah. don't see the under the underlying. How many times did they fail? How long have they been working at it? Sometimes, you know, like yourself, you had all you know an entire corporate uh, experience. You know, yeah. other people maybe they've had other businesses. You know, that's like when I came into the online space, I had already built five other businesses. Yes, portfolio. So you can't. Comp- it's not apples to apples. Exactly. Exactly. So I think those are some of the big things. And then you know, I would just say overall, you know. Trying to do it all and be it all yourself is still, it seems like it's so overdone. Like, are we even still talking about this anymore? But yes, we're still talking about it because people still don't get it. Um, I, I emphasize in all of my programs with all of my clients over and over again, one of the most important entrepreneurial skills you're ever going to learn and employ is leadership. Your core job as a CEO is assembling a winning team and getting people doing things better, faster, cheaper, smarter than you ever could. And that's a company. But if you're just focused on being a technician, you don't run a business. You own your own job and and you're going to forever be the workhorse and never be the CEO and the visionary. So I I hate to even bring it up because it, it seems so obvious, but it's still something that I see people struggling with immensely and they're doing it all themselves and no one person has the capability of being good at everything required to build a true business of substance and you really have to think to yourself you know are you trying to just get by in life are you trying to just get by are you trying to build a business of substance of meaning that's going to impact people around the world that's going to make a difference that's going to provide for generations in your family you're going to make decisions very differently depending upon where you see yourself on that spectrum yeah, that's a great point. And I know, you know, when we were kind of introducing you as far as like really talking about productivity hacks, and I think that is such an important thing to bring up because I think so many entrepreneurs think they're saving money or, you know, they're, they don't have the money to invest. And it's quite the opposite that, 
you know, again, when you get out of what you're good at and you're trying to do it all, it's just going to slow you down and, you know, in, in the end going to cost you more money. So 100%. So I'd like to, if you could just touch a little bit on, um, I, you talked about, you know, your kind of your passion and purpose for really helping entrepreneurs become more confident and to really um, be able to have those sales conversations. And I know that's something that I'm, I'm super um, passionate about is sales because again, that is how we, we fuel a company yes. is by sales. Can you talk a little bit about how that confidence piece really um, connects to sales and maybe even give our audience a couple tips? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say first and foremost, you know, people say I don't have confidence or I don't feel comfortable and, and they do struggle with those sales conversations and, and that's okay. You know, most people that get into business for themselves were not salespeople in their past life. And so like that's completely normal. But what I would say is, is if you want to stay in business and not only survive, but thrive, you have to, you have to make it a point to learn sales and then learn how to teach other sales because ultimately you want to have a team of people that can sell for you so that you can step into that CEO role. So sales is a learned skill. It is not something that you were born with or without. It's just as hard or just as easy for one person to learn it as the next. And the, the, the thing that's changed about selling in the last couple years, which makes it the most brilliant time in history to be an entrepreneur, is that for the first time ever, for the first time ever, selling has swung on the pendulum so far to the side of serving that literally, quite literally, marketing messages now stand out like a sore thumb. Because now the methodology for selling is delivering amazing podcasts, doing unbelievable teaching webinars, doing live streaming where you're answering questions. It's amazing that you don't even have to be a salesperson anymore. Go, go out there and make a difference for someone. Go out there and answer people's questions. Go out there and add value for someone. Teach a short lesson. Give a quick tip. That's how you're going to begin selling. But you do still need to have a structure and a plan to what you're doing, right? I have people ask me about monetizing my podcast all the time, and I say to them, have a plan, right? There has to be a call to action at the end of the episode, and there has to be a funnel you're leading them to, and then a next step that's going to bring them into a product or program. Mm -hmm. That's just having the foresight of saying, well, why am I doing this podcast, and what am I trying to get the people that listen to do? Right. So I would say in terms of selling, realize that this is your moment. If you struggle, anyone can learn. It is a learned skill. It's not a natural born skill. And that for the first time in history, it swung more to the side of of you're going to sell more based on serving than you would based on outright selling anyway. So lean on just delivering value and making a difference for people, but also have a plan. Right. What is the reason why you are doing what you're doing and give them one next step that you want them to take. That's great. And I think that's such a great point, too, about just the continuation of doing it. It's not just showing up and, and doing it one time, but, you know, having that consistency of showing up and, you know, having that structural backbone of, you know, how do you actually have those sales conversations? But I think what you're saying, too, is so true. You know, when you've served and given people so much, they're they're almost already sold by the time they get to your sales page or get to have a conversation with you. And so, again, I, I love that, too. And it's focus on the serving rather than the selling. So it's great. Yeah. So one of the and thank you so much for these, you know, kind of sharing the in-depth of, of really what it looks like kind of behind the yeah. scenes, because, you know, that is 
that is really why I started this podcast, because I think it's so important to have these conversations and to really understand what it looks like. And, you know, what are the things that are holding us back? And what are the things that we could, you know, maybe um, decrease the timeline for somebody else? So the other part of of really why, um, you know, the Big Heart Business Show exists is to really shed the light on what it looks like to uh, make that impact and to give back and to really make a, you know, a difference through our business. And obviously we've talked a lot about, you know, making a difference for our clients and our communities. And of course that's so important, but beyond that, um, I would love to kind of dive into what does your give back plan look like in your business? And I know, um, again, kind of when we were chatting, that was one of the things that was first, um, first kind of attracted me to you was that you were kind of talking about the way that you do that and the way that you give back. And so I think it's a really kind of a unique way. And I'd love for you to share that with our audience. Yeah, definitely. Well, just, just first of all, from a, from a philosophy standpoint, you know, just like really taking it down for a minute. I think that we live in a world where our busyness sometimes confuses and distracts us from our purpose in being in, in the world that we live in and on the planet that we're in. And, you know, just like in our personal lives, there's a hierarchy of needs and, you know, food and shelter are like, you know, basic things. And then, you know, it goes onward and upward from there. You know, your business is the same. If, if you stick with it and you follow good principle and you work hard and you add value and you make a difference for people, ultimately you will take care of your financial needs. But at the end of the day, you will never have total and complete happiness and fulfillment as a person, unless you are feeling that you are truly fulfilled and living out your soul's purpose. And maybe I say that one way, and Carrie, maybe you would say that a different way, and maybe each of the listeners would have their own way of expressing that with different words. But the bottom line is happiness comes from being fulfilled, from making a difference, from living out your purpose for being on the planet, which we all do have one. And, you know, for me, when I was growing the business and growing the business, you know, it got to a point where, yes, I still have huge business goals and, you know, I'm hiring and we're expanding the team and, and we're very focused on that. But I, there was little, there was like a little missing piece in my heart, right? Because I can do all the free podcasts in the world um, to teach people how to grow a business. I can do all the free live streams in the world, giving productivity tips and telling people how to make money. But there's still billions of people on our planet that don't even have clean drinking water. And to me, I wonder how is it that we're trying to put people, you know, on other planets and colonize other planets and sending people to the moon and we're allowing our own brothers and sisters, our own human family to have people that are dying and sick and can't even, you know, get get access to clean drinking water when we live on a planet primarily made of water. And so to me, I decided, you know, you can complain about it or you can do something about it. And so I said, I'm going to do something about it. So we decided to start the campaign for humanity. So every month we make a donation to Charity Water. Every 90 days, that money, 100% of it gets sent out to the field. So it's getting pushed out right away. For every $30 that we donate, it brings a person clean drinking water for life. So that's the unbelievable thing about this. And this is what motivates me so, so much because I feel like sometimes maybe you feel like, well, what I can do isn't big enough. What I can do doesn't make an impact. It doesn't really make a difference. It absolutely does. And if you have $5 and you can find a few more people that have $5, together you can bring one person clean drinking water for life. So we made that commitment to 
reach beyond the people that we can help with our products and programs and really try to take a position of leadership in the entrepreneur space in, in just looking at the impact on the planet, the impact on the people around us. And, and our goal is, you know, yes, if you feel inspired, don't donate to the campaign for humanity. There's a page on my website, but I don't really care. The goal is just think about something that you are passionate about and realize that every person does make a difference. Every dollar, every smile, every small little action that you take does make a difference. And this world that we live in can change because of every one of us. And we all have a role to play in that. So I'm hoping that our like small little, you know, a bit that we're able to donate every single month can grow and grow. And hopefully as the business grows, we'll be able to do more and more. But also another piece of that, Carrie, is just to remind people that we're a human family, remind people that you can make a difference and encourage them to think of something that they can do each day, little or big, that that might, you know, make a difference in someone's life. Hmm. That's that's a great reminder. And I love what you said there that, you know, a piece of your heart was missing. It's, um, yeah. You know, that's such a, I can just feel that, you know, you can feel what the yeah. fulfillment of, you know, having a business and creating success and, you know, being able to help others do that same thing. But, you know, really thinking outside, outside yeah. yourself, and outside, you know, people that have cell phones and computers and a lot of these things, yes. that so much of um, so many humans out there just don't have. And, um, you know, water being such an essential part of that. So I, yeah. I, I also think Charity Water is such an amazing organization. And, and the fact that you know when you donate that money, it's yeah. going directly to to somebody and making that impact. So it's awesome. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's kind of thinking, okay, great, maybe I do want to give back or I'm looking to give back, but they don't actually know what organization or they don't have that kind of clarity that you, you know, the way that you describe it is very clear about why you believe in that organization and the impact it makes. What would you what advice would you give to somebody that maybe doesn't have that connection just yet? Yeah, well, I would say a couple of things. You know, um, for me, like, because of the experience I had growing up and the situation that I was in, we had a lot of people that helped us and that did things for us. And so I knew that as soon as I got myself in a position where I could, that that was something that I wanted to do. Um, I would say, number one, start at home. Right. Because by being a happy, fulfilled person and um, doing things that make you feel complete, whether that's starting your own business or, you know, quitting a job that you hate or making a change in your lifestyle and your diet or whatever, be a happy person. That's the first place to start. Um, but besides that, like look in your local community, you know, think about things that you you believe in or you care about or even just an organization that inspires you and get involved. And I always say, like, I think one of the biggest struggles with entrepreneurs and I know it's really tough for me is I have a young daughter she's three years old and so every minute that I'm not working of course I want to be with her and I really struggled with I wanted to donate my time and I wanted to give back but I didn't want to have more time away from her because of course I run a business so I'm I'm busy during the day so what I started doing Carrie was like I started bringing her with me and we would go shop and donate food to the food bank together Mm. or we would go and we would donate toys together to give to kids in the hospital and so Think about if you're the kind of person that it's been maybe time more so than money, because I think for a lot of people, it's that, too. It's like you don't want to just donate money that you're disconnected from. You'd rather be involved, but you don't feel like you can be. Find a way to take the people that you love and make that a bonding experience together and something that's a meaningful 
not only memory, but, but an impactful experience that maybe has an impact on how they decide to live their life going forward. And that's what I've tried to do with Madison in, in the things that I do, do donate my time to. I try to pick things that she can be with me for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great reminder that it's not always just about sending a check, which, you know, obviously is, does make a big impact, but um, those experiences and yeah, how do you help other people be able to get involved and build that community? Because like you said, my $5 isn't as impactful if I bring a friend along and we both have $5, but it's the same, same way if you're talking about, you know, working with your hands or helping out with your time. So that's great. And that's great to, what an example you're showing your daughter. Uh, that's amazing at three years old. So thank you. Yes. All right, well, let's move into the lightning round. I want to ask you just a couple quick questions. Um, just the first thing that comes to mind um, when you when you hear the question. So, number one, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Oh, ah, the best piece of advice that I ever received was: no matter how good of a salesperson that you ever can be, it will it will never compare to the exponential growth and success that you can achieve by making other people successful. Mm, that's awesome. What is your favorite quote, mantra, or Bible verse? Be the best that you can possibly be in everything that you do. And number three, what book would you recommend to our audience and why? Oh, I would say there's so many. I, I read all the time, but I would say definitely The Answer by by John Astroff. That um, really helps people to understand how you can create new neural pathways in your brain to literally reshape your mind for success and start um, creating the, the results that you want. And, and by tapping into the subconscious, which is, like I think 94% or 96% of your brain versus, you know, the very small percent that's our conscious brain that we rely on all the time. That's great. And then what's one thing that you do every day that helps you move forward um, and stay in action towards your mission? Well, I would say, first of all, in in terms of moving forward, living in gratitude. So I start and end every single day with a gratitude exercise so that I can put in perspective the reality of good is good and maybe bad isn't so bad. Um, So I would say that is one thing. But then in terms of productivity and actually getting results, uh, discipline. I keep my commitments to myself. I keep my commitments to my team. I do what's required and necessary, not what's easy and obvious. And I think that there's a big distinction there because you can feel really busy and you can seem like you're working really hard, but really you can be avoiding the very things that are going to get you the result that you want. Mm, That's a great reminder. That's great. Well, Kelly, I just want to say thank you so much for, you know, sharing with us and, and thank you for your vulnerability and your transparency and showing and sharing with us your story and for all the value that you've given us. And I just, you know, I just really appreciate your heart for really what you're doing in your business, not only with your clients and really helping entrepreneurs become profitable and really live that fulfilled life, but then also the work that you're doing with Charity Water and just the example that you're setting for not only your community, but also your daughter. That's so amazing. And I think really can serve as an inspiration for all the parents out there and how to get their kiddos involved um, in this Uh mission of really making a difference. So just thank you for your time today. And um, I'd love for you just to share with our audience, um, you know, how they can get connected to you. And I know you have a podcast of your own that maybe you can share with them as well. Yeah, awesome. Well, first of all, Carrie, thank you for creating an amazing space here. Um, I can tell just by the questions that you ask and the energy that you bring that this is such a good, healthy, safe, 
amazing learning environment for people, and I'm sure it's changing lives every day. So thank you for having me, um, mm-hmm. first of all. And, um, yeah, so I run a podcast on Stoppable Success Radio. So if you are starting or growing a business and you're looking for tips and strategies that help you go further faster, that's a great place to connect with me. And if you head over to my website, kellyroachcoaching.com, I have nine different free training audios, videos, PDFs, downloads, everything you can think of to help you with productivity, rapid business growth, achieving your lifestyle goals. You know, so much is there as, as really a resource center for you to, to get started and, and keep moving on your journey. Thank you. That's awesome. And we'll definitely um, link all that up in the show notes so people can find that very easily. So thank you very much for your time today. And thank you to our listeners for joining us again on another episode of the Big Heart Business Show. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Big Heart Business Show. If you know someone that could benefit from this information, I would so appreciate it if you share the love. And make sure to subscribe to this channel and leave a review. One last thing, if you're ready to fuel your Big Heart Business with a consistent flow of cash and clients, head on over to carrieshepherd.com forward slash free guest to access a very special video series I created just for you. And don't forget, we are changing the world one big heart business at a time.